scripture there? Okay, uh, John 10, 9 to 13 today. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So these two, a thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came, Jesus came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. This is the word of the Lord. <clears throat> so you see thief, hire ha- hired hand, and uh, good shepherd. <clears throat> you know, um, once a week, uh, it, is ama- it is great that uh, <clears throat> once a week we gather together <clears throat> like this and then uh, ask uh, ourselves the fundamental question uh, of life. We, r- we don't always do that. <clears throat> and also, we will not be able to answer all the uh, questions about the fundamental things of life, but at least once a week, <clears throat> we need to uh, reflect upon that and then see where my life is going and what is the purpose of my life and things like that. It's a very, very big question, but still very important for us to continuously ask this question. And so you will reflect on that when you come to church, but you will forget it too. Uh, you hear it today, and then tomorrow you forget. That's okay. Uh, that's a part of the life. You understand, learn, forget. and uh, But forgetting doesn't mean that it, does, it disappears. It remains in you. Uh, some critical moment of life comes. Uh, all, the, all of a sudden, all those things that within you, you didn't even know that it was there, it will come out. So whatever you hear, whatever you uh, understand, whatever you realize, it will not disappear. You may forget in your consciousness, but it will always be uh, there in your heart. So when the right time comes, uh, you'll be surprised that, oh, uh, I didn't know that I have uh, this insight or this understanding or this attitude. So it is uh, uh, great that once a week, at least uh, we come to church and reflect on the uh, very fundamental uh, questions of life. Sunflower moves <clears throat> toward the sun. That's natural. Uh, you don't have to tell them uh, to do so. The sunflower uh, moves uh, towards the sun. Roots of the tree by the river uh, reach out to the river where the water is. So automatically roots will go down to the stream of water. And salmons make an incredible upstream journey to spawn, to lay eggs, in the same places that they were hatched. Natural. And those who want to be actors and actresses 
dream to move to Hollywood. Someday uh, you'll be picked. Someday they will recognize your talents and ability. Our life is like that. Whatever we desire, uh, we move towards that. And then we realize that there is, a, sometimes we realize that there is a strong force that uh, guides us and moves us and leads us into certain direction. That's what our life is like. I'll call that life's calling. There is life's calling. And that life's calling calls you to certain things of life. And life's calling does not have to be your job or career. For some people, it is. But it doesn't have to be. Job is job to some people. Not necessarily they find their life's calling uh, in the job that they are uh, doing. But some people, the life's calling so strong uh, they even give up their old job and then change their job to live out their life's calling that uh, they were called to do, called to live. I, I think that's quite a courage that you give up all your uh, things and then do whatever life calls you to do. And we all have life's calling and our life more moves towards that. Think about it. Why are you doing certain things? Why are you attracted to certain things? Why is your life moving towards a certain uh, direction? I believe that there's a life calling. Oprah Winfrey said, there's no greater gift you can give or receive than to honor your calling. It is why you're born and how you become most truly alive. She's not even a minister. She has wisdom. Yes, when we live our life's calling, that's when we are the most happy. Then how do we find life's calling? And I've realized that it's not just one decision that you're making. And sometimes uh, when we do that, you make big mistake. I think it's a process. Slow process. Little by little, you realize about your life's calling rather than okay, willfully, I make this decision. I'm going to live like this. That's not life's calling. That's your decision. But life's calling is much bigger than your decision. There may be series, series of events that may have awakened you. There may be one or two instances that made you seriously think about what I want to do with my life for the rest of my life. Maybe sometimes you experience or discover very strong force that 
forces you, guides you, and leads you into a certain direction. For me, it was a book that finally, I mean, before the book, there were a lot of other things happened, uh, but finally it was a book that finally convinced me to go into ministry. So everybody has a different experience of finding life's calling. Ask yourself, big question, why do you live? Why do you exist? Why did I come to this world? Was I just product of my parents' decision and will? Is is it simple as that? Or was I just born with no meaning attached to it? I was just born. Because I was born, I just live. Jesus was very clear about why he came to this world. I think that's the difference between great people and mediocre people. Mediocre people don't know why they came to the world. But great, all the great people know clearly why they came to the world, why they live. That's what I discovered. Jesus said this, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That was why Jesus Christ came. I came to this world so that they may have, not him, but they may have life and have it abundantly. How, what a noble thing to say. He was only 30 year old, young man. How could a young man have such a noble idea about life? I came so that other people may have life and abundantly. Oh my goodness, I respect that. That is something, that is awesome to have that kind of idea about life. The other day I was thinking about what is my message to the world? What is my message to the world? And what is your message to the world? You all have a message to the world. Whether you verbally articulate it or not, through your life you're living out the message. This is what I want to speak. This is what I want to say to the world. This is what life is all about. That's what I want to say to the world. And everybody has a message to speak to the world. Your message to the world reflects what your philosophy of life is. And also, that will point to the direction of your life. Depending on what message you have to the world, I can see your philosophy. And I can see where your life is heading toward. Jesus' message to the world was, live 
life abundantly. That was Jesus' message to the world. What was Paul's message to the world? You gotta live your life always joyfully. Rejoice your life always. That was Paul's message to the world. What was Bobby McFerrin's message? Don't worry. Be happy. That was his message to the world. Don't worry. Be happy. That's a good message. Nelson Mandela's message was, everyone is equal and can have their say. And he lived and died for that message. Martin Luther King Jr.'s message was that, that one day all people will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That was his message to the world. The message of Mother Teresa was that your life is supposed to take, to take care of weak, vulnerable, poor children. That's the right thing to do. Take care of the poor children around you. They all had messages to the world and they tried to live out that message. That is life's calling. I hope, my friends, that our message to the world may not be as follows. Be selfish. Life is meaningless. Future is hopeless. Don't think too much. Just live. Do whatever you want. Pain is useless. Suffering only destroys us. All people are bad. I hope that that is not our message to the world. But sometimes, unfortunately, we deliver these toxic messages unintentionally through our behavior, through our actions, through the words that we speak, and through the attitudes we have. Yes, I know, life is hard. You know, living almost 60 years, I know that much. Life is hard. And life can be quite gloomy sometimes. There's no, so much suffering in our lives and in the world. Just last week, all 66 members of Egyptian Air, Egypt Air, they thought they were going vacation. They thought they were going uh, to work. They all got killed. All six, 66 people. And we were very saddened by the uh, sad news of the Aboriginal young people committing suicide, one after another. Mass suicide. Why? I mean, young people are supposed to live with excitement and then uh, for the bright future, and they feel so helpless and hopeless, and they kill themselves. Why? And we just prayed this, um, uh, this afternoon 
about uh, Bangladesh. So many people lost their homes and families and all that. Life can be gloomy. The world needs the message of hope, courage, strength, and belief. And who will speak that message to the world? You. That's why the world needs you. The world needs your message. You are the prophet. Each one of you is the prophet. We always, in every situation, we go there and we speak the message of hope. Message of love. You are called to deliver that message. My friends, our life's calling is to help people around us. It's simple as that. What more difficult, what more is there? Our life's goal, life call, life's calling is to help people around us. As there are many different messages, there may be, there may be different ways of doing it, but it's simple as that. Help people around you. When people fall, help them lift up. Help them uh, get up. If people are discouraged, be with them and encourage them. Our life's calling is to help people around us. Ultimately, we want people to live abundant life. That was Jesus' message. As Jesus was shepherd, you are also shepherds. The good shepherd lay down his life for the sheep, Jesus said. That is a good life to emulate. You know, these days, so many people live with hired hands mentality or thieves mentality from the world they steal, kill, and possess. Or higher than, what profit can I get from this world? That's all they think about. They don't think about taking care of the world. They are not the good shepherds to the world. They are hired hands to the world. They only think about what profit can I get from this world rather than how can I make this world abundant? How can I make the lives of these people abundant? Doesn't matter who they are, Christians or non-Christians. How can I help humanity live abundantly? And sometimes as a good shepherd, you may even have to sacrifice what you have to do that. I think that's noble life. That's the highest ethics and morality. And that's good life as we reflected on last week. And then this is what I realized. When you have hired hands, when you have the mentality of hired hands, message doesn't come. That's what I realized. If you have that attitude, 
Message doesn't come. What, what is my message to the world? I'm not sure. I don't know. Message doesn't come. What is my life's calling? I don't know. But amazingly, when we live a life of shepherd, all the blessings come to us. We experience the abundance of life. When we live a life of good shepherd, we realize that life is full, not empty. Life is meaningful. Life's joy full. It's always full, not empty. That's, that was God's message to Abraham right from the beginning of Genesis. God called Abraham and said this, I'll make of you a great nation and I'll bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. God gave you blessing so that you may be blessing to other people around you. So you are a prophet, you are a good shepherd, and you are a blessing. Don't ever forget that. I hope that all of you may be a blessing to others. I hope that you discover that message for your life. Let us sing together. Yours to possess. 
possessed by faith what I could not all surpassing gift of righteousness and knowing you Knowing you, there is no greater You're my all, you're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Let us have moments. This world is filled with thieves and hired hands. They make wars. They take other people's things. They exploit the weak and vulnerable ones. They are all hired hands. Whenever they see difficulty, they run away. But God called us to be shepherd, to be the good shepherd to the world. God gave us the gift, blessing. And God gave us the message. But living in this world, surrounded by thieves and hired hands, we have lost sometimes our gifts, our blessings, and our messages. We just live by. Let us pray that we may again restore the message within us. together to worship. May our worship be empty emotion. May not our worship be the empty emotion and just rhetoric. May our worship be the worship where we are restored, our soul is restored. May we make Maybe sometimes difficult decision to be able to live life's calling. Lord, help us not blindly waste our lives. Help us to truly live out why we were born. Right now we pray for Katie. We uplift her in your grace and loving arms. We ask you, Lord, to give her strength, strength to fight, strength to persevere 
I know how hard and how scary that is. But we ask you, Lord, to be with her and be her good shepherd. And we pray for many people in our congregation who are suffering from apathy. They just simply don't feel the joy of life or passion of life. We ask you, Lord, to heal them from that apathy so that they may find your spirit and your calling in their lives again so that everyone may live life and life abundantly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us, sing, let us all rise and, and sing together.